my first week when I was when I started this job, I had headphones in. I was listening to something. And where I was working at when I first started was like a room um called the tech bench. It's like secluded, like there's no customers I can see you. So I was just back there like imaging computers and like running scripts on SCCM and stuff like that. Not customer facing at all. So the director, he came in there one time and he was like, Oh, you can't have your headphones in. I was like, I will leave today. <laughs> like, yeah. like, well, I can't have my headphones in. That really, that triggered me. But I was like, oh, just focus on the bigger picture. You know? We might be wrong. You gotta be right all the time. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. You gotta be right all the time. I might be wrong. All right, we are back with Mr. Ryan Wilson. Back again. A fan favorite. Oh, yeah. Local entrepreneur to talk about quitting. Quitting. Yeah. Yeah, cause this man does that. This man's a quitter. Is that right? Would you say that? Selectively. Yeah, a selective quitter. Yeah. Selective quitter. All right, so, I, you know, I want to go over, um, you know, how you know when it's time to quit something, how you know when you should just persevere, you know, the difference between quitting and just knowing when to stop you know just all of that so go ahead and kick us off man <clears throat> well i'm glad to be back um i really enjoyed that last episode that was fun i like the I like the energy the ambiance yeah yeah i think everybody it's liked cool. that one a lot yeah i had people Good hit glad. me up about that one like i like when ryan said so and so people didn't even know you oh uh, yeah what's his name uh, ryan right Raul. yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> nah. Um. Yeah. This topic is pretty interesting. The timing is uh, it's interesting. Um. Actually, I just uh, I just quit my job, man. You know. Sometimes you gotta do that. Did you give them a notice, or you just like wrote up? I think it's good for people to give notices. Did you? No. Hey. <laughs> <Right. laughs> but no, I did. I just felt like um. I felt like it was time to. I didn't like the commute. Uh, I didn't really like what I was doing. What were you doing? I was doing a mix. Uh, it was like a hybrid role. I was doing a little bit of system administration and like uh, desktop support stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of just filling in. It was a small team. so. But um, And it was taking a long time to get my access for the network to be able to do things by my own. I was having to ask people to like let me. Like, sign in for me so I can do this or whatever. But, um, yeah, I just decided to focus on the business 100% of the time. Now, um, I actually do want to take this time and um, prepare to transition into a cybersecurity role, though. Um, Working on getting my certified ethical hacking cert and my CYSA to get into cybersecurity. <clears throat> but until then, uh I'm just doing, you know, the ride designs thing. But I, I feel like it was needed. I was debating on doing it for like a month. I kept saying it but I didn't like actually like pull the trigger. So when I did, it felt good. I ain't gonna lie, my mental health is like at an all time high right now. Cause I make my own schedule. If I feel like doing some work, I'll do it. If I don't feel like it, then I won't. But I really, I try to, like, I've been stacking my work up for, like, a couple days out of the week. And then the rest, I'll just be chilling for now. So you say you was, like, contemplating for about a month before you actually quit. Yep. What, like, 
kicked that off for you? Like, what happened that made you go, man, I think I'm about to leave? It was just a gut feeling, to be honest. Because it was like, so I used to do this thing when I was scared to ask my parents something. I would keep saying it in my head, louder and louder in my head, until, like, it just fell out of my face. So I would be like, <laughs> in my head, I'd be like, can I go outside? Can I go outside? Can I go outside? <laughs> and okay. then it, it was kind of like one of those, but not literally. But uh, it was a Thursday, and I was just like, uh, I'm about to just type something up. So I did. Like a resignation letter? Yeah. Okay. Effective now. Yep. Wow. Stacked everything up. <laughs> so then within that month, what events took place that, you know, guided you towards just actually leaving? Mm. Like how did that month go? So they ended up taking away all telework. Um, I was on a schedule. I was teleworking like every other week. And then they took that away. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I don't like that. Not at all. And my commute is like an hour. So I was like, I don't like this. So I left. Yeah, I was going to ask you how long your commute was. So, all right. So how long you been working there, man? Since like July. Okay, bad. Okay, so y'all just hooked up. June, July. Yeah. All right. And you quit. Um, but you said your mental health is at an all-time high now. Mm -hmm. right. I didn't like – I started to not like working there, though. Or, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. That's what I want to know. Yep. He quit for mental health reasons. Yeah. I feel a lot better. I believe that everybody should – if you can, put your mental health first. Because mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people are in situations because, you know, you got to. Like, I don't have any kids or like anything right. like that, and I have a great support system. So I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that. But, um, like, if I didn't have my business or if I – I wouldn't do that, like, if I had kids or something like that. Okay. But, um, gotcha. Yeah, I'm just taking advantage of being young and being on the go. Yeah. So so you kind of did, like, a risk assessment. Yeah, for sure. Like, Most definitely. I can't just leave. Yeah, that was a good job. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. were like, you know, I can leave. So mm -hmm. I want to and I can. Uh, a year ago, so I, I would never even think about doing something like that. Yeah. Like two years ago. I Honestly, that's it's crazy because once you start setting up goals for yourself, when you're not, when you haven't reached that goal, you would do anything to hit that goal. So it's like when you hit the goal, you're like, okay, bet I'm here. Mm. It's, it's almost like that toy that you want and then you get it and you play with it. You're like, all right, cool. Now what? So, but like a year, two years ago, I was praying for a job like that. Okay. But I also believe in once you acquire the skill set and the knowledge to do something, any circumstance that you get put in, you can recreate it again. Right. So, am I going to go back eventually? Yeah, I'll get another job. Uh -huh. um, that's a good thing about the tech field, though. As long as you stay up. Your credentials stay up and you keep up on your skill set and things like that. You can always go back. Right. Yo. All right. So you was like, um, folks should put their mental health first. Like, what does that look like for you? I like moving on my own time. And I, the whole boss, like, I don't have a problem with structure. But to a certain extent, things just kind of triggered me. Like, I remember the first week I started that job. So before I started that job, I was I was doing 100% entrepreneurship. 
So this isn't my first taste. And the reason that I felt comfortable with doing it is because I've done it before. And I know it's possible. And the fire that gets put under you when you're doing 100% entrepreneurship, to me, it kind of makes you work different. Because I'm not going to lie, I definitely had a cushion, like, working full time. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just do whatever, and then I got this coming in every two weeks anyway. Right. So, But when you eliminate that, it's like, okay, I can match that uh, or better or whatever. It, you know, it just depends on your work ethic or what you want right. to do. So this is uh, the, it's cold outside, so, like. Um, like with power washing itself or like any type of outdoor stuff is kind of slow, but um, I still do a lot of things inside too. So this is more so I and I also wanted to use this time to get like the infrastructure, the infrastructure of the business a little tighter. Um, so that's what I really been focusing on, like uh, marketing and uh, like the financial stuff, structure, the business part of the business. For real, for real. So it's it's been good though. Uh, I really got to. I'm really been getting, being able to tap into that part, which is very important. Because a lot of people, you know, they want to start a business, but they don't even think about the business part of the business. They just want to like, oh, I have this service, I have this product, I want to get it out there. Yeah. But then you gotta, you gotta have that foundation, or yeah. you're gonna be doing it for no reason for real. Uh-huh. So yeah. I I do want to talk about that some more too, like that going quitting to go into like some kind of business for yourself yeah but i did have one more question about the mental health thing mm-hmm. saying that your your mental health was at all time high high now since you quit mm-hmm. assuming that you know it was kind of low while mm-hmm. you were there and in that stage where you wanted to quit mm-hmm. what exactly were you going through like what specifically kind of mental ailments or you know issues? i was supposed to be at work at like eight nine I wasn't getting there until like eleven. But why? Like, because I what didn't want to go. What was going on in your head? Were you like, um, were you dealing with like anxious feelings? Were you dealing with like kind of some kind of depression? Like just no motivation. Uh, I wouldn't say it was depression, but it was more so the feeling of when I was at work, I would be more concerned about getting off work so I could go do do my work so i'm sitting there people hit me up they're like can you come at two i'm like no i can't get there until like five and i'm like dang i'm missing out on all this stuff but i'm here but at the same time it's like i'm missing out but i'm not because i'm on the clock because i'm working Mm -hmm. but at the same time after you know i'm saying after i do a job i get a review so then once i get a review that boosts my ratings up online so like if People are looking to get things done. The certain things that they type in, looking for someone to come do the job for them. When you have higher ratings, you come up first. Right. So I, I would just be thinking about stuff like that all the time. So you were like kind of feeling stuck. I was feeling like I was being kind of like hindered. Oh, okay. Like held Hindrance. Back. It was a hindrance. Yeah, I got you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much... That was one of the main things, too. I wouldn't say I was depressed. I did want to be able to do more of my own thing, though. Right, what you wanted to do. What you wanted wanted out of your life. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you want out of your life, and this thing is keeping you from doing that. Yeah. That sucks. I'd have more. I think I would feel better 
having more success on my own than having more success from a corporate point of view. Because it was what you wanted. Because it's what I wanted, yeah. Yeah. But either way would be good. But I don't know. I just I feel I, I would feel more accomplished. I guess. I don't know. Maybe I, I think it's more so because I just think it's still amazing that something can start from an idea. And then when you go through with your idea and you make it come to life and you see all like it come to fruition and stuff. Is that a word? Is that the word? That's yeah, the word. Fruition. Yeah, fruition. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's just really amazing to me because I'm like walking in it every day. Right. And I love to inspire people. So people, um, they ask me questions and stuff. And I just like talking to people and just letting them know, like, bro, you can do this too. Uh-huh. Like, just actually like try though like really put something like a good amount of energy into it and like i said last time i was on here do your research i don't i don't recommend leaving your job and then trying to start something up i do i recommend you starting something up and it builds it to the point then you can do that um but you know do things that are good for your personal situation right nobody jumps and then tries to pack their shoe right yeah i mean (laughs) yeah that's good some people do on the way down right yeah and then it's like you're gonna figure it out but i believe in calculated risk right so so if you hadn't already built up your own business to where it is now you wouldn't have quit nah. yeah Mm-mm. nope i still got bills i still got the same amount of bills mm-hmm. that i had that came with that that salary so still got to do something i'm glad you said that too because a lot of you know, I wouldn't want people to listen. I mean, we got smart listeners, you know, but, yeah. you know, some folks get inspired and it's like, yo, today is quit your job day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm glad you said that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan's pretty smart, man. If he can do it, yeah, I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm quitting today. <laughs> Typing up my resignation letter right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, eventually, though, I I am going to, um, I do want to, I'm going after a cybersecurity role. Uh-huh. So, like, later. So you quit your job and you're gonna take the time off to get better at your job. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to simplify. Yeah. So, but in the meantime, um, I want to get better at, at both. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I now you so. have the freedom to do that on your own. Time. Yeah, I'm really I, I'm a strong believer in freedom too. Like, strong believer. I wish I knew what I knew like. In high school, <laughs> don't we all? I mean, yeah, I know that's so cliche, <laughs> but, but nah, like even it, just the that. little things, like you know, I never paid. Like we used to have people come and cut the grass or whatever, and it's like you don't really think about it. You, uh-huh. I'm just like, uh, my mom said, give this guy the money for blah blah blah, but I'm like, all right, forty dollars here, and I'm like, hmm, he used, didn't used to cut the neighbor's grass. He's cutting their grass too now. Get the grass cut every two weeks. He's doing this all day. He might hit f- 20 houses today. He might hit 20 houses tomorrow. But that's all I think now. Uh-huh. Before, I was like, oh, here, here's money. I'm, my friends are waiting on me on PlayStation. Like, right. But it's crazy, bro. This, that's a lot of things out here. Yeah, man. Yeah, but I, I'm really, I'm big on freedom. Like, scheduling, I like the freedom of making my own schedule. I really like, oh, yeah, what I was saying a couple minutes ago, my first week when I was when I started this job, I had headphones in. I was listening to something. And where I was working at when I first started was like a room 
um, called the Tech Bench. It's like secluded, like it's no customers that can see you. So I was just back there like imaging computers and like running scripts on SCCM and stuff like that. Not customer facing at all. So the director, he came in there one time and he was like, oh, you can't have your headphones in. I was like, I will leave today. <laughs> like, well, I can't have my headphones in. That really, that triggered me. But I was like, oh, just focus on the bigger picture, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, like, as you can see, it stuck with me. So, What could have happened at that job that would have caused you to not leave? Like, if this thing changed or if this thing was this way, I would have stayed. I think I would have stayed a little bit longer, but I still would have left. Okay. But they didn't take away telework. Okay. Because it gave you some kind of freedom. Yeah, flexibility. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that time we met up yes. and you had your, your yep, laptop I was with you. Most yeah. certainly on the clock doing a uh, business meeting. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, have you had a time in the past where you wanted to quit something, a job or anything, and you decided, no, I'm just going to try to push through? I'm going to try to persevere? Mm. Or, you know, you, you didn't give yourself permission or the allowance to quit? Not really. My first IT job, when I first started getting certs, I wanted I wanted a pay increase because I was further in my education in the field. They wouldn't give it to me. So I just started looking for other jobs. But I didn't want to quit. I wanted I wanted more money, but I wasn't about to like just quit. Okay. What this this quit? is really the first time I ever wanted to just like quit. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's different between now and then? Uh, I'm able to do so because okay. the business. So even back then, you were calculating your risks. Yeah, I wouldn't have quit. Okay. I would have. I, I just started going harder. Like I was putting a couple apps in throughout the week to putting in like ten to fifteen every day. Because I was really, I was really uh, kind of pissed off. Because <laughs> he was just giving me the runaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So, oh, okay. And then, boom, started going on doctor's appointments. And, uh, having family of there. emergencies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Precisely. You had a funeral to go to, someone who's already dead. Oh, I don't like saying that, though. <laughs> you don't like that excuse? No. Just killing people, right? Yeah, just well, like. I was told to just, you know, pick somebody who's already dead. Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I ain't do that. <laughs> But nah, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. But uh, I'm that not going. really funny to you. I'm not going to lie. My go-to, like, if I don't want to go to work or something, my my go-to, and I would make sure I only use it like quarterly, uh, 24-hour stomach virus, like stomach bug. Oh yeah, I used to have one of those every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like literally, or you just say it? Nah, I'm serious. Mm. Like anytime I didn't want to go to work. I mean, this is much younger. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much younger, but yeah, it was like, man, stomach virus. Yeah. Okay. Like, I can't keep nothing down. I was going to send you a text last night, but I wanted to see if I could push through. Like, right. Real, you real charismatic. Story, you make yeah. some context yeah. around Absolutely. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, if something were to happen, like, um, like I had a deer. I had a deer in the Camaro, like, last year. And I just, like, stretched that out for, like, six days. Yeah. Yep. I was like, yeah, I'm uh, going to physical therapy. They said the deer was like one, like two hundred pounds. They said wow. any, any closer, it would have came through the windshield and punctured my esophagus. Wow. 
Yo, so when like <laughs> when that starts to happen, is it time to quit? Yeah. So you just is that you know what I mean? Is that, is that I, the I mean red I guess it depends right though, because sometimes if you have a nice little break, like going on a vacation. Yeah. Of course, you know people talk about oh, the vacation after the vacation. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes all you need is a, a little break. Mm-hmm. If you have a good enough break, then you can recuperate and put yourself in a different headspace and go back better. Mm-hmm. Not me though. I, I left. Yeah, it's time to go. It's time to go. I'm yeah. killing dead people. It's time to go. So, yeah. when should a person start thinking I should probably just quit? Like, would in in your opinion, what would have to happen for you to tell somebody, "Yo, just quit. You just need to quit." I think if it's clearly visible that the person is distraught after work. And like, like they get home and still. Yeah, okay. like when you're still talking about it and what's really like stressing you out. Yeah. So when it I starts following you outside yeah. of work. Mm-hmm. Like venom. Yeah. Right. When it starts taking over your body, I think. Because that's not good. Because, you know, disease is your body at dis-ease. Right. So if someone's right. putting you at dis-ease that bad and it's really following you like that, yeah, I think you should either, you know, like take a personal day or something or like start looking for somewhere else or just take a break if you can uh-huh. with that calculated risk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So what about like, all right, this is kind of throwing you in a weird space. All right, so we got listeners on here I know who got families, right? Yep. And they're like, look, this job is driving me crazy, man. Like, I can't even drive past my job without feeling sick on the stomach, you know, but I got that family to look after. What would you say to those people who are listening? Check your budget. All right, what you mean? Go into it. Because one important thing about budgeting, too, is because you're always supposed to save for a rainy day. Your rainy day don't literally have to be some type of family emergency or something. It could just be a mental health, you know, take a little break. So I think, you know, they say what is it? They say you should have, what, three or six months of six. Your, your bills and stuff saved up. So I think it's very important to budget and save your money just in case you do need that type of break. And therapy, too. I think therapy is good. I never thought about therapy. I haven't been to therapy, but there's different forms of therapy, you know, like uh, not straight up therapy, but yeah. like like this, to me, this is like therapy. Yeah, just conversation. Mm-hmm. Some kind of outlet. Yeah, some type of outlet. Because um, I know a lot of people who internalize things and they just don't say nothing. They just go about it. And then it's like they don't know that the trauma that they're holding on to is forcing them to act how they are mm-hmm. until you bring it up and you just say it and then they're like, wow, you know, I didn't look at it like that. But that's how it is. But, um, yeah, I think I think it's important. If you're not already saving, you should start saving just in case you do need to do something, take a break, or you want to transition to another career field because um, depending on what it is, you might have to, you know, go to school or, like, get some type of cer- certificate, certification. To transfer over but i mean that's what it comes down to being able to do it and take care of your responsibilities if you do need to take a break so i mean your break may not have to be like three and a half months but like two weeks maybe you got some leave or something yeah you can flip the situation in two weeks you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so hey, you're not stuck is what you're saying yeah just try to plan to not be stuck right it's hard i know it's hard because i'm i'm I like stuff. <laughs> so, like, I just be getting stuff sometimes. 
Yeah. Like, stupid stuff. But it makes me happy. You like what you like? Uh, yeah, man. That's that's true. Now, you were saying something about, um, like, people holding on to things, internalizing stuff, and, like, dealing with trauma and, like, the stress of a job that you don't want to be in anymore. Mm-hmm. I would speculate that some people may be misinterpreting their stress as a reason to quit instead of a reason to, to push through. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. some people may deal with stress, um, and it might not be that bad, like clinically bad. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, you know, this is stressing me out too much. I'm going to just quit. When they probably could have just pushed through, and that probably would have been more beneficial to them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Would you agree? Yes. And at the same time, um, I think some people have a fear of attacking their issues head on too. So sometimes if you have an issue that's kind of lingering over your head, but you just refuse to attack it and actually get to a solution you putting that off and just keep internalizing everything, that'll make your situation bad too. Instead of maybe it's a certain person at work that you don't like dealing with or like it's a coworker or uh, someone in some type of leadership. Um, so you're that, saying if someone's dealing with some kind of um, mental distress over their job, before mm-hmm. they start planning or thinking about quitting, they should take the time first to figure out what is the root of what's causing their issues yeah and then go from there not just oh i feel bad i don't like it here i'm sad i'm quitting yeah they should try to figure it out first yeah all right because for me it was like i like the freedom of being able to do when and where you know so Mm -hmm. i didn't have any issues with like people everybody's cool you have been scared man that um and like you're talking about attacking, like what's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You ever you ever had a fear that uh, attacking what's wrong, that there might live in that the possibility of making the issue worse? Just in general? Yeah. Like in life? Period. Yeah. Like, you know, we're talking about quitting a job, but, mm-hmm. you know, just period, though. Yeah. What do you do? Um, Been through a couple of situations like that, you know, in my 25 years. All right. <laughs> um... One of them was, uh, like, my relationship with my dad. Okay. Uh, we used to butt heads a lot. Like, you know, he used to pull me out of the band and stuff, my crazy right, dad. Right, But um, we actually had a conversation after I graduated. Okay. So, and the conversation was literally one to, it was going to determine if we was going to be tight or if we was just going to go our separate ways. Huh. So we talked about it. I found out he had things going on. Found out that I had things going on. There was like some uh, misinterpreting uh, perspectives were. Always. Yeah. So um, now we're closer than we ever been. Yeah. Talk every day. That's cool. Yep. Any chance I get to kick it, we just chilling. Yeah. So without actually addressing the issue, Uh probably wouldn't even be talking. Right, right. Like, it was, like, heavy beef. Yeah, but you had to take that chance, though. Yeah. You know, and talk about it, you know, running the risk of possibly making it worse between y'all. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Y'all hear that. Why was that important to you? Like, why did you deem it necessary to take that chance? 
He did it actually. Okay. Word. Yeah. Um. <laughs> did you was, resist? No. You went with it. Yeah. That's what's up. We were on the way to Guitar Center. All right. For to get my graduation gift. Yeah. So later he ended up telling me he was like, depending on how the conversation went, we would have just turned around. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna keep on going up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how I got my. Uh, he got me a um, sixty-one key MIDI controller, a uh, complete nine, I think, uh-huh. and uh, some uh, Audio Technica headphones. Right. Conversation went well. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Apparently. Yeah, yeah but um, I wasn't really expecting that that day. I that had to, I think it was like a week after I graduated. Okay. So, yeah, the conversation was good. I'm glad. I'm glad we had that. Uh, I'm glad he brought that up. Cause it's like he was just coming to realization, like, uh, you know, uh he wanted to have a good relationship with me. Yeah. With, with his kids in general. Right. And y'all decided not to quit. Yeah. And like, it's not like he wasn't in my life. Right. But we just with butt heads. Yeah, I remember meeting your dad when you were in school. Yeah. And he come through, you know, to talk to me like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. His grades, man. Yeah, yeah, so it was obvious, you know, he was in your life, man. Yeah, no, nah, he definitely cared. Yeah. He just didn't have the best methods. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you, you know. We do the best we can with what we know. Shout out, Pops. You know what I mean? Word. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to your pop, man. Yeah, but that's good, though. Y'all didn't quit. Yeah. Y'all didn't quit on that one. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's got to know when to, when not, you know. There we go. Yeah. It's beautiful. I feel the question brewing over there. Yeah, I was just you <laughs> looking at my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, um, I was thinking though, you know, with you, Eve, um, mm-hmm. what kind of situations have you had where you quit something, um, and um, it was just like I got to, like I got to stop doing this. Uh, a lot of them, <laughs> but um, for me, the, the the big one that still stands out to me is um. I had the job of my dreams, Hmm. like the job of my dreams. That was before I met any of y'all. I was 29 years old, and I was the director of bands at my alma mater at Delaware State University. I wasn't the assistant band director. I wasn't the interim band director anymore. I was the director of bands at 29. Yeah, at 29 years old. And two weeks into having the job, maybe three weeks into it, I was like, I got to go. You know, and I didn't want to. You know, that was my first job out of uh, out of college. Was you know, I was a graduate assistant. I was in grad school. You know, they give you like a little stipend, and they pay for your grad courses. I did that, and um, a year later, I was assistant band director. And we had different head band directors come through, and um, so I'd be interim in between. And this was in '07, and they were like, "Yo, we just why don't you go ahead and apply for it?" You know. And so at the time, what I had in mind for my life was that was going to be the first and last stop of my professional career, period. I didn't go anywhere else. You know, like, what else is there? You know, like, people die having never gotten to teach, you know, on the university level because it's where so many people want to get to. And I was 29. Like, I had been interim band director once already at 25. You know what I mean? Like, and being older now, because we've talked about it before, at any given moment, you're older than you've ever been. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you don't realize how young you are, you know? So 25 didn't feel 
young to me. It just felt like, man, I'm grown. I'm 25. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so at 29, I even think about 29. I'm like, dang, dog, like you were 29, mm-hmm. you know? And there was there was so much. I mean, I already knew there was a lot that came with the job, you know, and there would be a lot of moments that weren't perfect. And I knew that Monday through Friday would not look like Saturday. I was well aware of that. I had five years in the game by then. So I already knew what it was. But I knew that um, if I was ever to do that, it wasn't my time, you know, because, you know, you do something and there's a price to pay and there's a payoff, you know what I mean? And when the price to pay, when that stack is like, you know, towering over the payoff stack, it's like it's really not worth it. You know, and I learned this in, in, in like a week or two, you know. And so here I, here it was. I was doing what I said I wanted to do ever since I was 14 years old. And to have gotten there in just a little more than that time again, you know, I was just barely more than twice 14. And I got in there. I was like, wow. I was about to get married. You know what I mean? And settle down. And, like, I was for real about it. Yeah. And then right away it's like, no. <laughs> you know, a change has got to be made. I was putting in too much just in terms of, um, like, peace of mind. You know what I mean? Like, peace of mind was at an all-time low already. I was I was fighting battles with people who were, like, whose job was to support me, you know. And it's like, well, if I ever come back to it, if I ever have to or, or get the opportunity to, cool. And if I don't, well, I did it, you know what I mean? But I just knew that if I never had the opportunity to walk back to it again, I had gotten so much positive out of it that I could smile that it happened, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how I knew it was time to quit. And that's how I ended up here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't have been here if it wasn't for that. Well, I'm glad you quit. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So glad. Yeah. So sometimes it only take a long time to know when it's time to quit. Yep. You know, some situations it takes longer for you to get to that place. Or sometimes people say, wow, well, I've invested this much time, five years into this job, two years into this relationship, ten years in this marriage, you know, all mm. this time. And we kind of weigh whether or not it's time to quit based on the time and energy we've put into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to, like, like the balance, like, the reciprocity. It's like, man, is this feeding me? You know, like, I see little kids who are 15 and 16 years old. There's a little boy in my class. He was cussing in my class today. I'm like, my man, what are you doing? Oh, Mr. E, I'm sorry, sir. I was like, what's wrong, man? You know, because he's not a bastard. What's wrong? He says, my girlfriend. I said, son, how old are you? I'm 14. I said, listen, man, is this why you got with this girl? So you could feel like this every day? Like, really? Mm-hmm. It's like, so what do y'all do? Man, we be arguing about this. Like, kid, you're 12 years old. Like, what are y'all arguing about, man? Like, is this really how you want to feel? I'm not trying to tell you what y'all to do, but my dude, just dump her, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just dump her. You know, <laughs> like, you're not into it for that, man. You know, like, so you see, like, little kids, like, stressing so much so 
you know, because it's like, well, we've been together for a long time. I was like, well, it's like four months, man. I'm like, okay, I feel you. That's a long time. So I'm not going to diminish that. In high school time. You know high, what I mean? Right. High school time was like dog years. That's a lot of time. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I'm not going to admit, oh, kid, what are you talking about? That's I wasn't even going to knock that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Long time, man. But think about how many more months you got left of just ninth grade. You got more than four months. You know, are you going to give up that for, but do what you're going to do, kid. I'm just an adult. You know what I mean? But it's time to quit. It's time to quit. So what about you? I'm Well, once before, I was the kind of person that it took me forever to quit, where I should have okay. realized way before <laughs> I should have just quit. But that's because I like to a fault. And I recognize this now. I didn't recognize it before. Of course not. But, yeah. <laughs> but to a fault, I will push through things until I've exhausted every single ounce of myself to, you know, to make things better. Right. And I do that with everything. No options left. Yeah, yeah, it has to be none. The clip is and empty. And even when I get to that point, I'm gonna still try a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna pull the trigger a couple more times, listen to a click. couple more empty clicks. A little click, click. Yeah. <laughs> Before I'm like, all right, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I got um, no rounds, man. Yeah, and I did that, you know, with a job that I was in for about six and a half years. Mm. Uh, and it's like, like you were saying earlier, Ryan, when it like start following you outside of work, yep. like that was happening, like. <clears throat> I was stressed out about having to come back on Monday, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, that just, wow. you know, stripped my weekend from me. Yeah. The thing that people look forward to because they hate their job. And, and it, you know, I was stressing <coughs> about it. I was stressing about it so much that Fridays just meant an upcoming Monday. Man. And I did that for so long before I was like, I got I to gotcha. go. Disgusting. And then yeah. I came here. <laughs> like, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And it was, and, you know, fortunately, it wasn't the people for me, uh, mm-hmm. me either, for the most part. Like, I got along with everybody there. Um, and it was a nice little little work community. Mm-hmm. Like, it was cool. But I didn't like what I had to do. I didn't like being told how to do it. I didn't like when I had to be there. Mm-hmm. I hated the commute. Oh, yeah, my I goodness. Oh, my yeah. goodness, that commute. That was rock Coming right? down 495. Um, Silver Spring. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Rockville is kind of far from Silver Spring, depending <laughs> on where you're going. Up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just so much about it that was just stressing me out so much. Um, and I did it for so long before I was like, I, I got to go. Man. I got to go. But I, and I do that with everything. Yeah. And so it's something I'm working on now. And I think I've gotten, you know, a uh. pretty good uh, hold on it. But before, I had no idea what were the... Um, the factors that should determine that I should stop right? because I felt like I had more that I could have done. I have to exhaust everything in myself first. And, you know, and it's a good thing in, in cases cause I just, I just don't give up easily. And so, you know, I like to think I'm pretty mentally uh, tough and pretty mentally strong, but yeah. yeah. And then they were pushed. But at what they cost? were pushed hard. <laughs> yeah. The cost wow. of, of, of my, my uh, mental state, yeah. For Friday to mean Monday, yeah, it's hard. oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like everything I did was like, but Monday's approaching, yeah. And so like getting off of work was like, now I got to go to sleep and do it again. Oh, like man. yeah, like every uh, second. Oh my goodness, I believe I can see the future because I keep repeating the same <laughs> routine. Yeah, God. man, it's um, horrible. But yeah, I did that for so long, and after. It took me quitting a couple of things and stopping uh, doing a couple of things 
to realize I have permission to do that. I had to give myself permission to yeah. stop doing things. I didn't feel like I had permission before because I felt like there was still something I could give before I stopped. Right. So I wasn't giving myself permission to stop. But I left there. Um, and then I had that moment, and you probably remember, you probably remember too, Ryan, mm. um, that I was stressing out about changing my major. That was a lot of stress for me too. Yeah. And it was because it was from music. Uh-huh. And it was because I love music so much. And I right. did it for so long that I didn't know who I was if I didn't study music. Correct. I get it. And that stressed me out so much. Um, and it, it, it started to consume you. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. And That's that venom. Yeah. Right. That the venom. Uh, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't allow myself the space to say, hey, you can still love music and play music and teach music and not study it That's exactly how I feel about... That's what I ended up doing. Music production. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I ended up doing eventually, but I had to get myself there. Right. Because it was like, no, I've got to make this work somehow. Like, all I know is music. Mm -hmm. Like, I grew up around... Like, I have musicians in my family. I have singers in my family. This has to work. I was given... Yeah, I was like, I got to do this. Like, what am I going... If I don't study music, what else am I going to study? Wow. And it's like I took away all my other abilities, all of, you know, my other interests. I, like, got rid of them for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. And I didn't allow myself the space to say, you can stop doing this and still enjoy it. Right. I just got a new guitar, like, two weeks ago. I still I still love music. Right. I came here and taught music after right. changing my degree from music. Right. Um, but I didn't see that at the time. I didn't mm-hmm. see that as, a, um, as an option for me. And so after... And I uh, I confided in a couple of people, uh-huh. um, kind of built a, a temporary mastermind around it so I can get through that. And, you know, I got advice from other people and, you know, other people's opinions to help me shape my own. And I realized, or I guess um, we can say realized, that I have other interests. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, like I didn't know before, you right? You do that? I, yeah. Yeah, you can have more than one interest. <laughs> and you can yep. switch it up between them. Most yeah. Um, yeah, and so I like really spent some time just thinking about what I like and why I like it. And I just like really sat in that for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm not going to study music anymore. And by the time I got to that place, I was very satisfied with that decision. Mm-hmm. And then I moved into uh, social sciences. I graduated from the community college. Um kind of got a little bit more specific within what I wanted to do and what interest I wanted to pursue on that level mm-hmm. and landed here where I am now in psychology, which was like a duh moment. It's like, right. you didn't know that before you got to school that you should have been studying psychology. Um, but after having those few moments with work, with you know the early stages of my academic career, after having those couple of things where I kept realizing I shouldn't be doing this. I should stop. Uh-huh. Um, I realized I have permission to change my mind at any point that I want to change my mind at. And I have the permission to change my mind to do anything that I want to do at any point. Right. And after that, I, yeah, I'll quit anything now. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't feel like it's serving me and it's not pushing me toward what I feel like my, uh, my personal mission is, then I'm done with it. Right. I can still like it. I can still do it, but if this way of doing it or this thing that I'm doing or this path that I'm on doesn't feel like it's, even if it felt like it before, uh-huh. if at this point now it doesn't feel like it's carrying me there, I'm stopping because <laughs> I've given myself per- permission now to say I don't have to continue on this path. That's even the only if permission I, you need. Right, exactly. 
And even if I've been on this path for, you know, six and a half years or whatever, it's like I can I can change gears. Like that's okay to do. Right. The um the outlet though. The outlet, like you guys were talking about, the therapy, you know what I mean? Like just being able to have the conversations, like talking about the job and uh, you know, letting it drive you up the wall, drive you completely crazy. And when you can't talk to anybody for mm-hmm. an outlet, you feel like it's only happening to you, you know, because everybody else is just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you know, they're coming in and they appear to be just fine with it. And you begin to wonder, is something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know, being able to have that outlet, if it's just, if it's not a creative outlet, just talking to somebody, yeah. you know, it's therapeutic, man, just to gather and have the conversation. Yo, um, I hate this job. How do you feel about it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you happy working here? Do you mm-hmm. feel like you should be there? But, but who really, who's okay with saying that? Who's okay really with saying, hey, I'm not happy. I'd much rather be doing something else with my time. You know, this is in, you know, I feel incomplete. This isn't fulfilling me. You know, um, it, the, uh, uh, how do I say it? The position of vulnerability, I think people think, that it puts them in yeah. to say that I think is overwhelming and, and totally paralyzes them from speaking out. Now I get that. I yeah. think a lot of people probably feel like they have to seem like they've got it all figured out to everyone else. Right. And right. so then if, you know, if something takes them away from that, then yeah, it puts them in that kind of vulnerable space. Like you're saying, um, and that hurts the ego. Have you ever mm-hmm. been like that, Ryan? Where you was like, uh, where you felt like you needed other people to think that you had it figured out, or at least you were on the way to it. Hmm. I don't think so. Wait, ask it again. Like, have you ever been in a position, or at a time in your life, where you wanted other people to think you had it together, or you had things figured out? Probably. Not Prob- that you can remember, but. Probably more so like. What's the word I'm looking for? Like subconsciously. Okay. Probably. How did that guide your behavior? I think it makes it go a little harder. Because like if you. If you are having those type of thoughts. Maybe the fear of you not actually having it together and then someone finding out could scare you into having it together. Okay. That's a good way to look at that. So I'm trying to think on behalf of the people who aren't going to look at things as positively as you have and as you do. Because for some people the pressure of wanting to look like you got everything all together and looking like you have things figured out can keep you from reaching your own blessings. Cause you feel like I need to stay in whatever I'm in now Hmm. that looks good or that looks right. And I can't go and pursue anything else because then I'm not going to look like I've got it figured out. I'm going to look like a quitter. (laughs) Yeah. And winners never quit. I think that's terrible advice. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's the same thing though. Like like as um it was a dude. We all know him, but there was a dude, right? <clears throat> and 
I was sharing an opportunity with him, right? And he said, no. I said, well, that's cool, you know. I asked him what he liked most about it. And he was like, I ain't like nothing about it. And I said, like, oh, okay. And his reasoning was, if I jump at this, it makes me look like I'm broke. Oh, wow. If I go for this, it makes me look like I'm broke. It's like, um, I can't take this medicine because it would make me look like I'm sick. You know, I can't take advantage of this opportunity to to get in shape because it would make me look like I'm fat. People I can't study. It's going to make me look like I'm stupid. Right. I can't eat. It's going to make me look like I'm starving. <laughs> like I'm hungry, right? Right. I can't right. stand up. It's going to make me look like I don't know how to walk. What is that? You know what I mean? Like, what is that? You know, because that's dangerous. Like, that can get real dangerous. I think that's that's the point, right? That it's like, yo, you want to appear like you got it together so much that you won't take corrective measures? Yeah. <laughs> no good. <laughs> That's the thing about that. People are willing to go to wit's end to uphold their image. And one that may not even be serving them. Might not even be for real. Yeah. Might yeah. just be in their head. It, it's probably oh, not even man. an authentic No one else image. even recognizes yeah. it. Right. The, oh, yeah. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, it might not even be for real. Um. Somebody said, um, I got I to pull this up. Um, I saw this a while ago. I want to say it's Winston Churchill. Yeah, so when you're 20, you care what everyone thinks. When you're 40, you stop caring what everyone thinks. When you're 60, you realize no one was ever thinking about you in the first place. You I don't care what wait everybody till thinks. Until I'm, I'm 60 to start figuring things out. That nobody was thinking about me to begin with. That everybody's thinking about themselves. Everyone's doing the same thing you're doing. Right. Trying to look right and correct. Right. But nobody likes to be seen starting from the bottom or starting something over. Because that would be to admit that what I had going on wasn't serving me. That ego, man. I made a bad decision. That ego. ego. Oh, my goodness. Mm. So you'll never quit doing what you're doing, even like you said, if it's not serving you. Yeah. Or if it's not even for real, like you're upholding something, you know, that's not even really there. Nobody even sees you as somebody that's got it going on, dog. (laughs) And you don't want to give up this image because you're thinking for other people. You think other people have this image of you. That's crazy. That goes on. It happens every day. Yeah, that's that's dangerous. every day, B. (laughs) (laughs) It does. That's really crazy. And that's a really toxic trait. Dog. This is really, that's toxic. It's downright scary. Like. And then people got kids thinking like this. Yeah. And they teach their kids their ways, even if it's not directly, just through their actions. Right. And we just keep breeding more people like this. And you know what? Maybe I won't say it that way. I don't think that that's a type of person. I think that's, that, that's just a way of being right. that people get sucked into and they stay there. I'd speculate it starts in high school and they just stay there. All right. <laughs> that's when yeah. you start getting caught up in, you know, in, um, if you know thinking about like theory like eric erickson's yeah i think sooner theory you think sooner than high yeah. school 
Yeah. Where you start trying to hold on to that image? Probably middle school. Yeah, yeah because yeah, because kids got access to stuff now. You know, these okay. days. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like with social media and phones and all yeah. that. So it's they're getting bit by that bug sooner. Oh, yeah. You know, earlier in life. Yeah, they are. Yeah. That's, it's the adolescence period starting oh, a little sooner. Absolutely. You Socially. Know, and so you're like way less developed. You know, by the time it gets a hold of you now. Mm. So what do we do, man? People with kids or, you know, just people who are people. Right. <laughs> people with kids. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, talk to your kids. Listen to you this know. podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, validate your kids, man. Talk to them. Lift them up. Correct them where they need to be corrected. You know what I mean? But, like, keep it a buck with your kids because the world is going to keep it a buck with them to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. You know, but the world's not going to cut corners with your kids. Because once you leave out of this house... Don't nobody else give a Don't damn about you. Don't nobody love you. you know, you're yeah. not special. You're special to me because you're mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think is interesting? Yeah. Speaking of, like, like kids and stuff or, like, uh, the newer kids. Right. So there's a, this uh, thing going around. The topic is called pandemic babies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. So, like, the, the babies that are being born throughout the pandemic, apparently people are saying, like, they're getting stronger quicker and they're picking up on things smarter they're more coherent faster and a lot of people are saying it's because the mothers are actually resting while they're pregnant okay because most people are working from home Mm -hmm. um you know the mandates and stuff restrictions right um and i've been seeing a good friend of mine she just had a baby Mm -hmm. um and he's i think he can't be more than three months Mm -hmm. holding his own bottle right his head was up at like six weeks. Yeah. Like she's holding him his head. He's like looking around. Right. So I'm like, that's going to be crazy. What if this is really like a thing? Like pandemic babies are like, yeah. Oh, they're going to have their own like generation. They're going to get their own tag. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy because even like, (laughs) it's uh, one of my friend's little cousins. We were we were just talking. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was born in 2003. Right. Like, right. Dang. Right. Yeah. And. 2000 right. and. <laughs> 2003. That's yeah. funny, though, because when I'm seeing patients and I see their date of birth before I take Man. them back, my brain is still like, oh, 2004, oh, it's going to be a small child. And then nah. they come back this, you know, tall teenager. Yo. And I'm like, oh, yeah. The freshmen are 07 babies. Yeah. This, oh man, yeah. I was in middle school. Right, you see, like, yo, I was my first year at Largo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these little jokers were born. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, this, I, th- I think that's real though. You know, with the pandemic babies, you know, the moms are resting. Mm-hmm. My wife has not been back to work. You know what I mean? Since she got pregnant with the first one, because I believe in that. It's like, well, you having a baby? You're not working. That's your gig now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this joker's got to be strong. He he needs his mother to rest. And it's cool that the world had to, like, slow down. Yeah. You know, to be like, okay, well, we're going to see this good result, you know, come out of this. It's going to affect the babies in a positive way. So that's cool. Like, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. But to hear to hear you say that and the people have been talking about it, that's like, wow, that's dope. Yeah, yeah that's know, cool. Maybe, um, you know, I don't know, man, maybe that might be part of kicking off something good, you know. Yeah. For us, you know, it did uh, it did a lot of low key good things. Absolutely, like especially like when the pandemic first hit, it was a lot of um. They said it uh 
it was really good for like the environment because it wasn't as many cars like on the yeah. road uh-huh. and stuff. So, yeah, little things like that. Yeah, the pandemic was crazy. Like the earliest parts of it, mm-hmm. because the, I would the go fear to work. It was crazy, and I was like, "Yo, I have not worn shoes in two weeks." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember <laughs> you saying that. Yeah, <laughs> so I haven't put on shoes in weeks yeah. now. You know, maybe to go take the trash out or something like that. Maybe got to make a quick run to the grocery store or something like that. But my wife was doing that. It's like, yo, I was so used to the rug under my feet, man. It was a good thing. I learned how to rest. I think a lot of people learn how to rest, man. You know? And, like, even impacting your decision, you're talking about, well, they cut telework. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, everybody gauged, like, importance in a different way, in a more healthy way. Yeah. It was like, all right, well, let me give my attention to this. You yeah, know. it pushed me to start my business after yeah. months of I want to do this. I think I'm going to do this. Right. I finally had the space and opportunity to like I had no more excuses not right. to. Right. Let's go. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up then. Yeah. Yeah. We could run with this one. <laughs> so before we close out, you know, any advice, Ryan, you, you wanna leave with people who are um in situations that may not be serving them or they're considering quitting. Uh, maybe they should quit and don't even realize it. You know, anything you want to say to them? I think it's important to survey your situation and take calculated risk. Because with every everything that you do, it has a trickle-down effect of some sort. So, you know, you're in control to make that effect that it has to be positive or maybe a little bit less positive. I'm not going to say, like, negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Take those calculated risks and, you know, always do what you can for yourself. Really take inventory of what you got, figure out what you need. Yeah, and it's always good to, you know, just have a, just check in with yourself. Like, if you notice yourself doing something or something really not putting you in the best of, like, headspace, you know, you got to listen to your body, listen to yourself. Yeah. As I always say, <laughs> you got to do that work on yourself yeah. before you can do anything else. Word up. Word yeah. Got to. I enjoyed this one, as yeah. I always do. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. We could have made this a three-hour uh, joint we for real. No, for real. We could have. We'll, we'll get you back sometime. Hey, man. Yeah. We're going to do it again. I love yeah. Got to keep those numbers up, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, this was cool though. I I, I appreciated having this talk. Yeah, um, sensational you know. feeling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah man. It made me think of some things too that I hadn't thought about out loud, and I appreciate this doing is that. Really, this is really therapy. It is. Yeah. Word. It is. It really is. Um, oh, so you know, as always, if you enjoyed this, if you absolutely hated it, if you'd like for us to talk about something else, if you'd like to get on or have a question answered by us, then you can email us at we might be wrong at gmail.com. And there's no E on that B. It's W E M I G H T B W R O N G at gmail.com. Now you hit us up. Holla at us. Right.